Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be so. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. Brett Thesley. Big Dick Toledo. Here we go. Off and running for uh, uh, the final day of this week. At least working, and uh, we're we're just bombed with news of the passing of Meatloaf, yeah. one of the most uh, unbelievably uh, hard to explain celebrities that has ever walked the face of the earth. I've never understood the Meatloaf thing. I never got the music. I never. I liked him in uh, Fight Club because they were making fun of him. He was the uh, least likely to be famous person I've ever seen get as famous as he did. 80 million records sold. Incredible. I mean, really, wasn't he famous off of three songs? Uh, one. Paradise. Yeah, Paradise, which is uh, just I'd Do Anything, and then uh, Two Out of Three yeah. Bad. I mean, three yeah. songs. Years and years ago, we had the Sweet 16 of uh, crap, and we all picked um, artists that are like, they had to have sold uh, like 20 million copies of something. And to be in the tournament. To be in the tournament, and like the, the most successful crap artist of all time, and Meatloaf, and I... Uh, can't remember who the other one was. It was Pat was Benatar it, or something. Steve Miller's up there. Yeah, it, was, uh, it couldn't be a greatest hit, right? Oh no, 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 and yeah. no. It was just their stuff. But it was uh, Meatloaf and Pat Benatar. I think were in our finals. And Ario wow. Speedwagon was in it. And all there's these, some that were real eye openers that they like, sold. What? Yeah, they sold this the many? huge amounts. Yeah, but Meatloaf I think ended up winning it, and there was no debate. Like everybody's like, "Yep, all the callers." Everybody's like, "Yeah, that does not, none of it makes sense." How that guy sold? It. I still don't get it. You know. He passes away, and everybody's like, Meatloaf died. Why was he famous again? Oh, Paradise by that, which is one of my least favorite hit songs of all time. Not to talk bad of the man as he's dead, but I talked about him like this when he was alive, so it's okay, because I never got it. I just didn't get it. And it's weird, because he's not been in the public eye for ages, 
and they're treating this like Elvis passed away. Like it's on all the news and they've got clips of things on the, every uh, news source I looked at. And I'm like, this is kind of like if Ruben Stuttered died in 40 years. Would anybody notice? Like I don't think yeah. anybody's going to. He's, but, you know, up with you and you won't like that. But like uh, iconic like Alice Cooper for, for people in the rock. In the rock world, like iconic, sure. Because I, I think the only reason why is because he had a stupid name and he was gigantic. Yeah, I think that's the only well, reason that he's truly sure. famous is because he looked like he shouldn't be. I think that's the biggest part of Meatloaf is how fat he was, and he yeah. called him. And the word "loaf" involved in your name when you're that fat, it's you're almost a weird out parody of yourself. He uh, also had a reputation. Uh, the concerts that he put on were supposed to be an experience. No. It was a fat guy doing stuff. It, it was Chris Farley. When Chris Farley just said, oh, my God, he's so athletic. He puts Any, it out there, man. Anytime a fat guy does extra, people always say, oh, my God, he's just amazing. He's so athletic. He's so – it's Meatloaf moving around, surprised people. He had such a low bar. The bar for Meatloaf entertaining you was so low because you went in there thinking this chub's going to – and he passed out, I don't know how many times in the last 10 years. He had some health issues. Every time you heard about – the only time we've heard Meatloaf in the news in the last decade was him dropping on stage. That's it. It's never been like, oh, Meatloaf did another great thing. It's like, no, he fell down on stage. He's out cold. He passed out. He's got pneumonia. He's got something. I never got the Meatloaf thing, but uh, he's not, now I don't have to worry about it anymore. He's gone. And uh, the thing I was most surprised at, because Meatloaf was famous like 45 years ago, is that he's only 74. I thought Meatloaf would have been well into his 90s. He looked like garbage in the 70s. Oh, yeah. and he's never looked like a healthy uh, Well, you would have said being. he wouldn't have made it to 74 yeah, well, for 50 years. It's a fact. It's a uh, for Look, sure. I'm going to defend the guy. He uh, had a heck of a career. <laughs> you did. And a uh, fat guy. So fat guys oh, can do stuff. Now you're, I didn't say fat guys fat can't guys do stuff, know, too. You're shaming some unbelievable. Here's the thing. Uh, as a baseball fan, I remember watching John Cruck. Uh, he was a good baseball player. They started talking <laughs> Hall of Fame and all this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. The only reason we're talking that Crucky should be there is because he's fat. That's it. The, the, your expectations for that body shape are not to be as good as he is. And well, so Babe Ruth, too. Babe Ruth. Well, yeah, Babe yeah. Ruth was like a big dude anyway. He put up some numbers. He was fat. In the beginning, he wasn't. Charles Barkley used to have a six-pack, and they called him the round mound to rebound. They expected less from him, and he dominated. But he was never that fat. Now he's a pig. Now he's gigantic. <laughs> but Oliver Miller, the big O, he was a terrible basketball player when it came to like uh, the skills of basketball. But because he was a big, fat guy, and he was 6'9", and he was gigantic, and he could move, Everybody thought he was like Barishnikov out there. He's dancing. I'm like, no, he is the worst player on the court at any given time. He's just he's six fouls and he's filling space. He got dominated by good players, but because he was a big fat guy who made it that far, everybody gave him the benefit of the doubt that if he scored nine points and got six rebounds, hey, it's better than what that guy should be doing. Look at him. He should be laying down. And he fluctuated. The big couple o, times, yeah. He got bigger and then back to normal. Yes. He never got less. He, <laughs> well, he'd go to he'd be, he could get bigger. I guess that dude so. would get two sixty, two seventy five. He'd jump up to three thirty and then back to two sixty. He was never like, wow, big O's two twenty five. He looks great. Uh uh-uh. uh It never went the right way. He'd fluctuate between God, he's fat and holy Christ, what happened to Big O? I remember one year he came in the lowest. He'd been in a while. You do pay attention a, to fat guy news. No, I just remember that on Oliver. Miller, I should then. Yeah, no, he was never someone that we were like. We got to get. All I remember. I mean, the one Suns year he had, he had a horrible year. Yeah, I just remember. Too light. As a Suns fan, I thought, my God, we have 
we have a roly-poly fat center on this good team. We can't go get a good center. This is what we're sticking with in this giant. Almost a comic relief in a way. Oh, it was terrible. It was just a, it was a disaster. But yeah, that's the reason why Meatloaf was famous. More so than his songs. Because if you listen to his songs, they're garbage. Just absolute mess. Eight, nine minutes of Meatloaf songs? I know. And what was it? Was it because it was, um, he put it like an operatic? He tried to make like. Big plays the shows and stuff. I yeah. think that's one reason I don't like him because I can't stand musicals and everything he did was a musical. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He made it all about drama. Yeah. And it was way over the top dramatic. And wasn't that like the message of the song? Wasn't that dramatic? Yeah. I'm basically saying I, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be doing his eulogy because I just I hated meatloaf, I think is what I'm saying. I don't even like the taste of real meatloaf, let alone singing to me. That's the only thing that disturbed me at first. Meatloaf is gone. What? What? All of it? Yep, better not never have meatloaf again, Brady. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. If he was a handsome, uh, you know, uh, dashing uh, singer, those songs would have been half as popular. Didn't do himself, uh, oh, maybe he got more fans when he did the Trump uh, competition. Was oh, he when, on, he was was on, when he was on The Apprentice? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if everybody, I don't know. I just remember. Go. Oh, God. Look at the size of that dude. Oh. I hate this song so much. Look at his head. Slob. He's just un- he's unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, the only reason he's famous is because of the way he looked, and everybody's like, that guy? It's the Rick Astley thing. That guy is yeah. singing that? Yeah, he wasn't this bad looking, though. No, God, no, no. I'd blow Rick Astley right in front of Meatloaf just to say, you know, you're not on the, you're not on the menu, Meatloaf. And yeah, he oh he and he just did. Ugh, there was nothing appealing about him. Anyway, goodbye, Meatloaf. <laughs> I loved you in uh, Fight Club. You were great as bitch. Teeth. There's only one one story. When I was in high school, my buddy uh, Todd Zilmer, his older brother Eric, was in and in, in Africa touring around. This is the one we had to clear up. Yeah, yeah, remember how he got the money from the loaf because yeah. he, he had a his ticket. He couldn't get on the plane. So he had to buy another ticket. Your friend did. My friend's uh, brother, older yeah. brother did. And he told him that the story was Meatloaf gave him 700 bucks to right. buy the ticket. Yeah. And we determined later that he gave him $700 to just leave him alone. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> just get out of and they left him in Africa or something, didn't they? They flew him to another place and gave him $700. Well, he went you're the on other your way. own. Yeah. You're on your own. Leave me alone. <laughs> This is one of Brady's Ohio friends bothered Meatloaf to the point where Meatloaf paid him to go away. <laughs> and the, 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 for the story hey, inside there you go. Brady uh, had, would, had told it. It stopped making sense. Remember, you started to tell him, like, none of this adds up. Like, why would yeah, Meatloaf? because it sounded like, oh, they were sitting next to each other on the plane talking. and Meatloaf handed him money friends. to say, just get out of here. You're, bother- you're driving me nuts. Whoever, whoever you are, you And if you, you can not- drive Meatloaf nuts. Yeah. yeah, and he made Meatloaf mad at him. And, the guy, and somebody in his camp said, here's money. You do something else, and the story has been yeah. But then the story comes call back. He's like, yeah, he's a good friend of mine, man. Right. We called him because Brady's story. It's like I don't know what the details are. Well, we got to get the story, and it was totally like, no, no, no. I was uh, I was harassing him, and uh, it was seven hundred dollars, or a, it was either that or a, like a restraining order. Something was coming my way. <laughs> but yeah, that's the meatloaf. Meatloaf was he's gone now. But I mean, who in our world now is kind of that? Like the, 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 again, it's like those moments where like, wow, the world is. Like, who's surprised Meatloaf passed away? Like, TMZ's top story? I'm like, that, that's a top story? And then you look and see he sold 80 million records. I guess, I guess, but he's been out of the public eye since, like, 1990. 
Uh, maybe. I don't know when, when Fight Club came out, like 96. But even still, people in 96, people like, oh, that's Meatloaf, that guy that used to be famous. And that was 25 years ago. When Meatloaf was uh, like right about my age and your age, bro. yeah, that's when he was a uh, bitch teats in uh, in that movie. He was forty eight. He looked like he was a hundred then. That was ninety nine. Okay, was but was like fifty one. Yeah, and yeah. The Apprentice was uh, that was probably in the mid two thousand. Yeah. But again, that was The Apprentice was for sad celebrities who had fallen. Oh yeah, the- I guess I don't know if when Arsenio Hall. Dies in his seventies? Are we all just going to? Oh my god! Like it's just like, oh okay, he's one of those middling type. He had a little pop arise. Actually, he's bigger than Meatloaf. I don't know. It's just when when it's like we we seek out. Maybe it's the international recognition. I don't know. It's tragedy porn. It's the news trying to tell us, oh, this is terrible. I was like, oh, it's not. I frankly, I'm surprised Meatloaf made it to seventy four. Guys that look like him don't usually hit seventy something. Yeah. So good on I, Meatloaf. Yeah, you could have. Um Said, oh, he died a couple years ago. Right, no one would have known. And evidently oh, it was that's COVID. Right. They said COVID got him this morning. That's the new report. They, it was undisclosed yesterday or late last night, and now it's COVID. Well, you know we're going to get it from everybody because he, oh. he was a big advocate for the vaccine. I and know. was happy that Australia locked down and I all know. that stuff. I, I'm not trying to change anybody's minds because right. I simply don't care anymore. Yep. But if he died from it, he died from it. If he didn't, I don't care. He's still dead. He's 74. Something was going to get that guy. Cold. A cold. Yeah. That dude's heart was fighting like the little train, that little engine that could. I mean, it was smoke coming out of the steam the stack of that. Boy, I tell you. Anyway, so long, Meatloaf. And we will not be playing any of his music as a wake-up song because <laughs> I frankly don't have the patience, time, or desire. Awful. Do anything but not that. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that. I'll do anything but not that is about butt sex. That's about uh, banging a fat guy in the ass. That's essentially, I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Anytime a singer, again, goes back to Hall and Oates, no can do. I can't go for that. That's about putting fingers in butts. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing else it can be about. If it, unless it gets specific, I can go for being twice as nice. We can do a little extra. But uh, I'll, I'm not doing that. And that's the same with meatloaf. I'll do anything for love. I love you. I'll do anything. But I am not doing that. You're not putting that there. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. And the whole thing blew up into this, you know, 80s ballad, this amazing thing that girls played at their weddings and stuff. And like, this song is about anal sex. Why don't you guys hear it? Why don't, why don't you hear what I hear? I was a teenager, and I'm like, hey, this is about putting things in your butt. Because that's the same conversation every girl has with a guy. I love you. I'll do anything. But don't ask me to do that. <laughs> that's the only time I do anything for love, but I won't do that even applies. <laughs> what won't you do? Kill for you? Then you'd mention it in the song. I can't kill for you. I love you. I won't kill for you. But I won't do that. And leaving it ambiguous, that's about the ass. So that giant pig singing about ass sex is dead. And none too soon. It stops him from ever trying to do uh, more music, which I think we need. And speaking of stopping music completely, Rage Against the Machine is not coming again. 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 That's uh, the show from March of 2020. Uh, postponed to April of 2021, 
postponed to uh, May, of, May of this year, is now no longer going to be a show this year. And it looks like Phoenix is one of the dates that's going to get bounced completely as they try to reschedule. They're going to start to get, uh, the tour again in June or July. Did they say why? Is this a COVID thing? It's got to be. They got to do a video or something and at least cry about canceling dates right. like Adele did. Oh, Adele went oh, yeah. crazy crying on TV because, you know, COVID has I'm ravaged so her sorry. team. And she has well, she canceled her Vegas uh, yeah, residency. residency. And you know what she's crying about is not that she can't see and sing for you. Is those residencies are like fifteen, sixteen million dollars. <laughs> she gets a ton of money for that, and to cancel it, it's a, you know she's not going to get paid. So uh, yeah, so the Rage Against the Machine. I laugh at Rage Against the Machine because they're always so badass against the powers that be. That's their reputation, and they couldn't be more in lockstep with the powers that be. Depending you know? on what. Depending on who's in office, who's well, in power true. is very true. When they're in lockstep or not, but, but they're just so afraid of everything. It seems, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, they're just scared to death to like we won't make a misstep. Of the COVID thing, just, you know, they won't throw caution to the wind. You're a rock band. All the other ones are doing it. Nobody's getting in trouble anymore. We kind of have this thing. Understood. Yeah, usually be against the man. Yeah, and it's like yeah, screw this. No matter what man it is, COVID's not going to stop us from rocking. Nothing stops the rock, rain, shine, or disease. And now it's like, no, nah, we better we, – we got a show in May. And they're still like, no, nah, I'm too afraid. I'm too afraid. By May, I'll still be afraid. They're even announcing their fear of when they're going to be scared. Uh, it's, uh, we'll be scared in May still. We're going to move that. So I was reading yesterday that they said the Phoenix show, which is now third time moved, uh, probably won't fall into the schedule very easily. So they might have to move it to next year. Now again. are they still doing Coachella? I don't know. That's a good question. Because then it isn't COVID fear. Exactly. Because then it's a money thing. And and Phoenix is on the way to Coachella, too. Well, Coachella has a rule that you can't play within 500 miles of Coachella for like 90 days. Hmm. So I have to wonder if that's a thing, that Coachella's on They took Coachella instead? Well, no. I mean, they they already knew that. This was But the postponement might have had something to do with them. Yeah, but they had that set up before. Yeah, that's what I I mean. mean, That one might get a a pass because of what was set before they took Coachella. Uh, But if they're still doing Coachella and canceling all this other stuff, then it doesn't make any sense. They're not truly raging against the machine. They're answering the machine and calling the machine back. Answering the machine. Yeah, the machine has told them what to do, and we'll call you right back, machine. We're not that tough. And they, you know, it's just going to be tough to watch them storm around on stage and talk about fighting power and being a badass and if you don't do what you yeah, I won't do what you tell. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, but you will stand with masks right. on. Yeah. You, yeah. They're going to be all masked in their M95. <laughs> it's <laughs> so muffled. <laughs> I can't, Zach, I can't hear you. <laughs> He's just annoying me at this point. It sounds like someone's kidnapped Elmo, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, it is. It, it, yeah. F you, I won't do what you tell me, and then we better listen to the boss. Of a giant splash guard on the stage for water bottles being thrown or any (laughs) liquid. Why don't they just build the big giant plastic mask in front of the stage for the bands that are afraid and let the so the audience can't spit on them and let them perform? Yeah, a little dome, and in the bubble. Yeah, like they're in the bubble. uh, the mask, the screen right. that we had, the deal breaker. The plastic deal breaker mask that goes over your face. The, the one that we're like, well, I'm not the wearing game a mask. changer That's stuff. it. But it was the, screw this. I'm just going to wear this this surgical shield. splash shield and put one of those up like you're putting, uh, you know, like Star Wars figurines that never came out of the box. You got that little thing in front and they can perform behind that wall. It'll still be live. Call it the salad bar tour. I don't get it. We don't want our fans to get sick. Well, if the fans are willing to do it, I guess they're raging against the machine harder than you are, pussies.
Elmo, I can't understand you. Complying with the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete, <laughs> there you in go. complete compliance with the machine. Okay, I'll do what you tell me. Yeah, I mean, they are, like, marching to the line. There are ways around it. The band is, I don't think a band's ever caught COVID from the crowd. The crowd gets it all the time. And I mean, it's not like there's people right up on that stage right. from Coachella. I mean, they're, they're a little they're ways away. They're far yeah. away. And you can isolate yourself. So, I don't understand it. But they're not coming. So, if you had tickets for that, the refunds are all over. Like, you can check the news. And I think AZ Family's got it. We've got it on our page at 98kupd.com. And find out how you get your money back. Because that's what I do right now. Toledo told me that, yeah. that that's what he was doing. Toledo got I think he already did it. Oh, okay. Oh, he yeah, finally he did. said, I'm done. Did you get tickets to that? You didn't go to I that. I have the yeah. Ramstein. Oh, yeah. You're, you're That's still, still on for that. September. Of this year. Yeah. Which was supposed to be 2020? Yes. Yes. And then that just got delayed for two years. Correct? Because it'll be yeah, September I guess it this is. year. Come, yeah. Yeah, they meant, yeah. So that's a two-year delay for Rammstein, which I was real excited about a couple years ago, and I still would love to go see them. But, I mean, it seems like I'm not going to get my hopes up to buy tickets for something that far away because these guys are all afraid of everything. These I'm hoping rockers. Uh, it happens and I can skip over to L.A., get some Amazon packages from the yeah. train tracks. Yeah. And Go to the train tracks. Extra you treats. Come back with all sorts of COVID tests and people's socks and T-shirts. and It's laying all over Los Maybe Angeles. Maybe take a train ride. It's great. The news has, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Brady's talking about the, the trains in L.A. that uh, you know come off of the docks and deliver a bunch of stuff. Have uh, They announced basically a while ago, hey, we don't have security. We haven't had security for a while. We've had to cut back zero security down there at the docks where the trains load up and Bad people went, no security, Amazon packages. We don't need to door uh, pirate. We can do it here at the train. And there is a video of just nothing but Amazon packages all around the train tracks, trains going by. Just, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of packages stolen, rifled through, and thrown down. Plenty not even open. Yeah, they're just pulling them off like, this is nothing, this is not. Here's stuff, here's something. And they're just stealing it. And so if you haven't gotten a package in a while, it's probably laying on the train tracks in L.A., Right by the docks. But, I mean, they basically told every bad guy in Los Angeles and surrounding areas, we don't have any security around this really uh, valuable area here. So, uh, well, anyway, we're running trains still. So, come on down. No security. Okay. And they just stole it like crazy because the disease of California is to be as stupid as possible at all times. And they're really good at it. And that is one of the dumbest things I've seen. But now everybody's just shocked. Can you believe what's happening by these train tracks after the – uh, train companies said that they don't have security anymore. People did this. I'm like, what did you expect? You would think after the first few times, <laughs> right. the cops would be down there or right. they'd hire security or something. You know what nobody puts in front of their house? A little octagonal sign that says, this house has zero security. <laughs> like nobody would ever announce that the house, it's free for all inside here. We don't even have locks on our doors. Anyway, good night. And then you put, because you drive by houses now. Everybody's got a little thing in their front yard. ADT protected or by, yeah. Adobe yeah. or protected by, and they've all got a little security alarm. Nobody puts one up that says, no no locks, hardly ever home. Well, there you're a target, dummy. Come on in, sailor. Yeah. Lost our, we, we don't have enough money for security at this house. Well, of course they're going to go ahead and rob you. So there's zero shocking anything about that except for the announcement. of Truckers, how, welcome. Yeah, how stupid you'd have to be to tell everybody, wow, this highly valuable place where we store a lot of goods and services. It's, we don't have any security for it. Door's wide open, too. Okay. And they stole almost everything off the trains. It's kind of Bangladeshi when oh, you see it. It looks, it. It looks so, like India. Oh, it looks like all the worst parts of India. It's just awful. 
third world. Remind me when they were also um, first filming the border, all the clothing. And oh, yeah, yeah. That was a mess. When they'd show the, the crossings. It's like a canal of yeah. junk. They have all their stuff they just leave behind as it gets hotter. They're like, all right, this is for nighttime, this is for tomorrow. And they just leave their clothes and their backpacks and all their stuff behind. It's terrible. But yeah, it did. It looked like third world stuff. It's just hard to look at. Like meatloaf, to take it full circle. It's just hard to look at. I don't understand how it's uh, anything anybody would want to see. Uh, but I'd rather look at that than meatloaf, for sure. There aren't many shows I'd go to uh, or go to meatloaf instead of, in lieu of. He's like, yeah. I'd go to Jimmy Buffett before meatloaf. Really? That's how much I don't no, like meatloaf. Yes, oh, I would. Yeah. I would. I, would. I, I, yeah, can, I, would. Uh, I don't like Jimmy Buffett at all. This About is 311. Not... Oof. I'm going to 311. I'm going to 311. Uh, I would too on that one. Yeah, I go to 311 before Meatloaf. Meatloaf is low in the list. Kiss and Meatloaf are close. To me, is like the worst band you could ever see live. That's a tough one because like, I've terrible. seen them. You've seen them twice or Kiss is just one, terrible. Three times. I'm like, well, it did. It would be the first time in Meatloaf. Yeah, what? Kiss is awful. Uh, there's nothing good about their music there's absolutely zero good about their stage show i don't like watching 80 year old men in face paint looking like mimes and plastic i might go to the loaf show. on that one i still i'd still rather hear kisses songs Let me sleep songs. On yeah. and I, hate baby, kiss, baby. I hate kiss songs but i don't want to hear meatloaf singing i don't want to hear you doing that ever again either <laughs> ever stop right there yeah no, i don't want to hear you doing it i don't wanna hear anybody doing it yeah, there isn't much. I, w- I don't know that I could. I honestly might be like you might sway me to a country show before Meatloaf. Well, at least it'll be some decent looking ass at a country Ooh, show. You got, yeah. At least you got visuals. That's true. Because imagine what Meatloaf. Imagine the slop Meatloaf was oh. hitting. Oh, backstage. The backstage blech at Meatloaf shows. Oh, God. A lot of fat aprons being oh, lifted. Ah, servicing. Human fruitcakes. Just disgusting. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Oh, anyway. Sorry, Meatloaf. Uh, in retrospect, I shouldn't have been the one to deliver the eulogy. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. And no, not him. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, unless it's something from Fight Club, maybe. Just in honor of the only thing I like that he did, because he wasn't singing in it. Uh, is 609. Let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.